You're listening to the Ape for Comics podcast, sponsored by StashMyComics.com and our local comic book shop in Roanoke, Virginia, BNDComics.com. And now, here's your hosts, Matt Barrett and Neil Rickman. Thank you for listening to the Ape for Comics podcast. This is episode 19. I am your host, Matt Barrett, and with me is... Neely Rickman. That's right, Neely. Neely Rickman. <laughs> I'm gonna... Like Nelly Rickman? Oh, that's terrible. No, we're going to stick with Neil Rickman. Okay. I'm just plain old Neil Rickman. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. We're I happy to have you people, folks, listening to our podcasts. Um, we like to talk about comic books, and that's what we're going to do this week again. However, there will be no comic swap. We didn't have time to swap books. So we figured we'd each just pick one out of our pile this week that uh, we particularly liked or enjoyed for whatever reason, and go from there. I uh, I picked something pretty much because I know what you're picking, and I felt it was time to flip the script on the okay. whole DC hate. So uh, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna do my little review on Rogues number one ah. that were the Flash deal here. Okay. Flip Can the I script. Flip it. Yeah, we did bash C DC pretty hard. I went with the Harley Quinn number one or Batman Detective Comics 23.2. You're keeping track that way. Yeah, Flash is 23.3. <laughs> yeah, I hate these point issues. It's, it's point. getting ridiculous. It's the one louder. <laughs> and now Marvel's going with the, the point INH ones coming up here. And the Marvel New Now, which is really confusing. These are like Java updates. Yeah, yeah. It's like there, there's in the uh, solicitations for the 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 previews of Marvel stuff coming out. There's a bunch of uh, point I N H's, and then somewhere in the mix there, there's an Avengers number one Marvel new now. And I'm wondering how that fits into anything. The new now. The new now Marvel <laughs> Avengers. I'm not. Are they starting I'm not it sure. over? Huh? Are they starting it over again, or is that just like a one off? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's sad to say, I, I don't know. If you, if you want to really confuse yourself, go pick up the Marvel previews, uh, issue number 15. It, it says, I'm going to read this to you and see if this makes any sense to you. Avengers number 24 point now equals, if this is a math equation, equals Avengers number one in an all new Marvel now. Does that hmm. mean anything to you? It means it's a good jumping on point, supposedly. Okay. I would take it as that. If it's not, then I apologize in advance. <laughs> this is me theoretically thinking, well, that means it's a good jumping on point. It's really, what, number 25? I guess. This is sad when they have to do math equations. Avengers number 24 point now equals Avengers number one in an all-new Marvel Now number one. That's what oh. it says. So, are we supposed to use one as an X quantity and solve it? I don't understand. I guess one <laughs> equals point now, also. Maybe those are one and the same. It's just an E. Okay. Maybe so, are they going to give us an equation later where we have to use the variable that, is, <laughs> that it has become to get another so, book? Because we need an equation to figure out what in the world is going on. I've got enough trouble keeping up with what I'm reading and putting math in there. Like... <laughs> 
Not only that, well... Even see, simple I, math, like, equals. Yeah. Do, do you think... This is off-topic. I'm going to go off-topic for a second here. Well, it's comic-related. Do you think that Star-Lord's new haircut is a little too Justin Bieber for you? Eh, I don't know what's going on there. <clears throat> I mean, this is a severe comb-over I'm looking at here. It, it, it's it's Bieber. It's not even Bieber now. It, it's Bieber like a, a few years ago. You know, with the the hair all in his combed in his face. It's weird. I don't How know. old is Star Lord supposed to be? He's going through changes. The, the space time <clears throat> continuum's messing up his fro. I don't know. I hope so. All right. Anyways, back on topic. <laughs> um, let's skip this and go into the news. The new news. The new, the new news. The Marvel new now news. <laughs> then just one. now, we're not doing that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what do we got? You were talking about a a new She Hulk by our uh, a guy that we met at the last con, Charles Soul. Yes, my prayers have been answered. <laughs> the green She Hulk gets her own title back. Enough with this red chick. <laughs> I'm Betty wondering Ross. why they went there if if the red She Hulk didn't work. I guess they're Assuming they might have better luck with Green She-Hulk. Yeah, I feel bad, though. I know it was a good title. I just... I missed Green She-Hulk. Yeah. I was just hoping that Betty could have just been really strong and just a mean white Betty Ross. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why does she have to be a Hulk? She could just be, like, (laughs) super strong Betty Ross. That'd be awesome. It'd be be a much better title if if Hulk was still with her. And the whole book was about her being mean to him when he got home. That's terrible. Like burning his dinner and all kinds of crazy things. I'm super excited for Jen Walters having her own book back. Because I missed the I, I missed the whole train that was her last series that I heard was so good. And it makes mm-hmm. me now want to go catch up on it. Though I don't dare. I'm so far behind in reading. It's ridiculous. Um, so I'm glad this new series is popping. I trust him on the helm. I missed who was picking up art. I, the art looked weird to me, but uh, I'm willing to give the writing a shot. I don't know. He's, you know, he's all over the place now. We've got uh, Charles Soule writing. For, well, for DC, we've got Superman, Wonder Woman, Swamp Thing, and uh, is there a DC book I'm missing? He's writing Red Lanterns. That's right, Red Lanterns, which you're reading. Right. And then Marvel, he's doing Thunderbolts and now the She-Hulk book. In addition to that, I know he's doing his own uh, independent book, and the name eludes me at the moment, but I, I did see that. I'm super excited because I've really been enjoying uh, She-Hulk in uh, FF as well. I, I think you dropped that one. but I did, but I, I like the She-Hulk character. So. Yeah, I, and she's, she's a lot of fun in that. I mean, the kids make it a lot of fun in that book too, but... I don't know. It's something to be said. For I, I honestly think she should be on the Fantastic Four always. I don't know who we drop. Definitely not the <laughs> thing. And everybody's saying, well, you got to replace the muscle with muscle. But yeah. nah, I believe in extra muscle. You know so. you know who I would drop is, is Reed Richards, you know? <laughs> I'm sick and tired of him breaking all the rules and always putting his family in danger for his little scientific experiments. Well, this whole Infinity, I was going to mention that, this whole Infinity uh, crossover is really a testament to um, them being tried without Reed. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, it's the first big crossover event like this 
that maybe he's been out of the mix for, I guess. Yeah, true. Um, he's off planet. A time, like not yeah. going to him with this. Yeah, it's it's weird. I so I don't know. Maybe he doesn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> they keep Scott Lang, who keeps having mental breakdowns. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Let's talk a little Wonder Woman here. I I gave you a little link about uh, a fan-made Wonder Woman. I guess it's by Team Unicorn. It's a little short film. If you guys haven't seen it, it's it's pretty prominent on YouTube. I'm getting this courtesy of Newsarama, but it's basically a small film company showing how they think that the Wonder Woman uh, movie should be made and that it's really not that hard um, to do it right. And I think they do a pretty good job. Um, I'm not crazy about who they have as Wonder Woman, but otherwise a good attempt. It looked very 300 in the lighting and the mm-hmm. way it was shot to me. And I, I enjoyed that. It made me think um, as to where I know you enjoyed Man of Steel. Yeah. But I, I thought that the directing and cinematography in that movie would have fit Wonder Woman more. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd love to see, was it uh, Snyder and Nolan? Join up together with uh, with a project for the Wonder Woman film. Yes, I, that would be interesting to me. Um, I don't. I'm not saying I want Wonder Woman to kill, even though it's much more believable to me that she would above Superman. But right, you know, I could see her more with that dark edge. You know, yeah, to where she she would beat someone with an inch of their life and not really think too much about it. Now, killing, you know, I'm not saying that yeah, that's a Something that's easy for her, right. but she. I think she likes beating on things more than Superman does. <laughs> yeah, she has less of a guilty conscience about this. Right, you know, she's an Amazon. I wouldn't mess with her ever. No, certainly not. <laughs> not even if I had superpowers. <laughs> but no, stay away from her. Nope, she's a biter. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's move on now to the third thing we were going to talk about. Now that we've touched on that, how about the Shield show? You saw it, I saw it. It's on the the second episode's on tonight. Oh, excited! What was your thoughts on the first episode? I enjoyed it very much. Um, it it was really good. I don't know that there's been a better uh, tie-in to a franchise like we've got going on here. Mm-hmm. However. Some of the, some of the, uh, I'm gonna have to warm up to some of the actors and actresses here. Right. I feel like uh, some of them were a bit, uh, the, the, the quips were a bit much in places. I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, for me, I liked them. They were funny, but some of them, I, it, they got a little bit much. I guess is what I'm saying is, the quips were good to a point, and then I was like, okay, everybody's quipping. Yeah. Let's get serious at a point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and it did. The show The show got very serious at a point, and I enjoyed it. I, I think um, this this show would be done without Coulson, and I'm glad that, uh, spoilers, that he is back. I mean, obviously, if anybody's seen pictures, they were They, know they were spoiling back. that out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. That's not even... But, you know, you didn't know if maybe they were showing a, a shield from the history, or, you know, from before the Avengers event happened. Because I wasn't paying any attention to this, to be honest with you, before it came out. So I thought this could be Coulson, you know, before the Avengers event happened. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Uh, and part of the, what I really liked about the show was that they addressed the 
Avengers movie as it was like a big world changing event. And so I liked that they didn't ignore that that happened and it, it went along nicely with it. I'm not completely sucked in but with it, but um, it's fun and it was decent. So I will watch the next episode. As a person who saw the Avengers five times in the theater, right? <laughs> um, I'm of course in it. I'm very, you know, I just not it. It would have had to have done a lot for me not to be in it, right? Um, for the story, it's looked like it's going to tell. They tease you with some of the things of, uh, you know. They will eventually explain why we have Colson. They tease that, um, and I I enjoyed everybody overall. I just the, the quips. I, I feel like I'm gonna have to warm up to this cast, and I've had that with Whedon's shows. Yeah, I don't start out automatically enjoying his cast usually. I'm like, man, this is a weird group. But by the by the time like you know third or fourth episode, I'm like, man, I'm really you know I've I've picked a character, and I'm like, man, this character better do well because I love this character by the end. You know, I they grow on me very well. His cast usually is what I'm saying, but okay. I and that, that's the thing. Like, I think the show will warm up. My only thing is, is with Whedon, there's the curse of the networks giving it that time. Right. However, this show did so well off the mark, and I forget the numbers. I don't think it's going to suffer like his other shows that were more, you know, of his creation. Right. Because it's already got that boost, that huge crowd that saw Avengers and loved it. So I think this could be a Whedon show where it actually succeeds in the network yeah, for once, and that uh, we're—it's actually we're going to see, we're going to get the uh, the payoff. These characters are going to grow. We're going to grow with them, and I think we'll start to like them as they grow. So. Yep. Agreed. Well, that's the news, folks. We're going to go on now into our comic book reviews. Again, it is not a comic swap, but more of just a. Uh, what do we want to call this? A book. It's uh, just talking about a couple books we, we wanted to talk about. I mean, a couple of books. Bo- book talk. Book talk. <laughs> okay, so on to the reviews. Neil, tell us about Rogues number one or Flash 23.2, is it? It's uh, point three, twenty three oh, point three. Of course. Did I get these points right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Java update seven uh, forty. Yes. Um, so basically, I have uh, I've had a hard time coming into the new fifty two here and there, and one of my big gripes was uh, originally I was reading Flash, and the Rogues were always the big deal to me in Flash. I love Flash. But the rogues were always the main draw for me in the book. As far as I love his villains, I love the the kind of thieves, you know, the honor amongst thieves they carried with them. The rogues always had a code. This uh, the rogues number one gives these characters more of the heart that I've been wanting. Mm-hmm. It, bas- it basically answered just about all of my gripes in one book. You can do that. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I I love the art, and of course, uh, that goes without saying that I love the story. And uh, the writer is Brian Uselido, and artist Patrick Zercher. So these guys and uh, colors. Uh, I like the colors a lot. I'm going to miss some colors. So uh, Nick Filar- Filardi. All these people are new to me. 
But they nailed a lot of what I wanted. Uh, there was only one misgiving, but I'll explain the book a bit. Uh, basically, you start off with uh, Cold and the Rogues. They're going to break the trickster out of Iron Gates. Um, so basically, that's the big prison and uh, the, the key city, central city, as it were. Iron Heights, sorry, not Iron Gates. Um, Iron Heights Prison. Okay. So they basically go in. They're going to break out the trickster, but you kind of are like wondering, well, what's going on? Why? Why are they breaking out the trickster now? And it it goes on to illustrate um, exactly how they've come to this point where they're breaking out, you know, someone that they basically written off. And it tells this very moving story of uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it involves Captain Cold's sister, the Golden Glider. Uh huh. And she's the lead of the team for the flashback story. And I'll just say by the end of the flashback story, she's not the leader anymore for events that happen in there. Okay. Um, but it's very moving. Uh, there's a heist that goes wrong, uh, basically because the rogues are not willing to kill. I won't say exactly what happens during this, but it all boils down to when the, when the cards are down, the rogues, they just want the money. They just want the profit. You know, they want the lap of luxury. They want to go out and make the heists. They're not out to hurt people, mm -hmm. despite, you know, how crazy some of them look. Um, and some of them, honestly, really might want to work, uh, work uh, hurt people. But right. I don't think being a rogue means that you're, you know, you're agreed to live by the rogue's code, even if you really don't want to. I mean, you can tell in this, the dialogue in this, the way it's written, um, that some of these rogues, I mean, a lot of them despise one another, but they would never leave the other one hanging. It's a, it's a really hard line to walk with something like that, um, with you know, a, a gang that's not just all about one thing and that's it. Or uh, It's hard to put all these different, I guess what I'm saying is it's hard to put all these different personalities in one group and have this goal and make it work. But it's written in such a way that it just really clicks. Uh, the rogues, I, I didn't realize until now how hard it would be to write them. It's a very hard thing to get. And I can't believe that uh, someone un as unknown to me as these guys are came in and knocked it out of the park. Um, and it makes me want to pick the flashback up, but there again, so behind in my reading, really wish the rogues had their own title. Mm -hmm. Well, just... But, uh, coming in behind you, you're here to talk about Brian. Um, he's he's been co-writing and co uh, doing the art with with Francis Manipal for a while. So okay, um, he's probably more familiar than you think. But uh, like you said, it's not it's not a name that you just read yeah. and are like, oh, he's he's that guy. You know, but that's he's my been fault. Yeah, I haven't been like if it's not in the spotlight and pointed yeah. right at for me, I don't normally get it. Well, and Every Francis and again, Manipal, like, he he gets sort of the spotlight, but Brian's been sort of helping him out along the way. Right, and then it's it's crazy to see another artist. And it, I, oh yeah, I this art's I like it a lot. It's not a. Uh, I will say there's some now. Captain Cold looks a little black in one of the <laughs> one of this, and not that I would be opposed to him being another race, but I, right. I like Captain Cold. And there again, my only gripe with this book was that Captain Cold had a little too much heart. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean make him sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I meant kept, keep that 
that thieves honor. Right. You know, that, that, okay, we will mess you up six ways from Sunday. If you get in our way, you know, we're going to get what we want, but when it comes down to murder, we just don't do that. Right. You know, we're, we're thieves, bottom line. <laughs> and we're rough thieves. We'll, we will trash you to the point of where you don't want to move. But, I mean, you're talking about someone who frees you in a block of ice. You're probably not going to be able to fill most of your body. Right. You're not dead. But you'll be frostbitten for life, you know, whatever. <laughs> and of course, Heat Wave, he's the one who probably would want to kill you, but he's in the rogues and he adheres to their code. Now, so, would, would you like this basic this issue that you read, would you like this book even in its current form as like an ongoing series? I would. Yeah. I would love this book as an ongoing series. You know? Mm-hmm. And if if this is them making Cold younger and wanting us to take a journey with him to make him a hard criminal, like he's, you know, he ends up right. in the regular universe being this a lot harder. He doesn't apologize to people. He apologizes to some people in here. Yeah. And that was my problem. I was like, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, not the old cold that we were used to in the old you, but this one, okay. If we're going to grow him into being a hardened, like, I live by a code, but I ain't, you know, I'm not making up for crap. Right. That's fine. Um, okay. But I need to see that they're growing it that way. I, did, I think uh, it's, it's fair to mention, uh, this was before you were sort of involved with the podcast, but they're actually on the StashMyComics.com website is an interview with uh, Brian Buccellato, I'm going to say. Oh, wow. Um, by Chance Peterson, who is a friend of the uh, of mine uh, through the forums and such. He used to do uh, a, a little podcast, you know, as, a, as an aside to the other podcast. And he actually got a nice interview with him. So if you, if you Google his name and stash my comics... Uh, It'll show up pretty quickly there. That was in January of 2012, so. Oh wow. A ways back. See, my head is in the the sand on this one. Well, we might could get him on the show, which would be cool. That would be. I I'm thoroughly happy with this. I can't believe that. Uh, wow. Our our friends that you know help us host this on our site and everything. Yeah. Have interviewed him. I just that's how out of loop I am on things. I'm just out there. (laughs) Well, it's I, hard to keep track of everything. I mean, I'm too I'm too behind in my readings. I need to start <laughs> surfing a bit on our site and checking out what our brothers are doing. Well, you know, it's hard. We all have jobs, and then we have our reading, and then we have other. You know, we have our girlfriends and spouses and fiancés, and hopefully not all three of those at once. We'll say that is awesome <laughs> though that he got an interview with him. That because yeah. honestly, from this work, I mean, I could see him. You know, becoming a guy in the limelight, you know, mm-hmm. stepping yeah. out of uh, menopause, like kind of, uh, I don't know if it was a tutelage or whatever, yeah. but, you know, and just doing his awesome here because I like these rogues better than the rogues that I've gotten. Right. And if this, if this apparently is him doing it, this is me maybe stepping out of line. I'd rather see him doing the book. Okay. That's me. Fair enough. So what would you score this uh, story-wise? Uh, I'm going to give it an 8-5 story with uh, a solid 8 on the art. Okay. Fair enough. Well, moving on in the theme of the DC villains, I, on a whim, and this was because... Uh, let's, let's talk just a second about something bad that happened. I'm going to go negative here. Just because I, I think it's... 
it's fair to mention we were going to mention this on the last show but uh, the UPS truck that delivers the the comic books to our local comic book shop BND Comics um, was in an accident and actually uh, I, I believe the driver did not make it is that correct yeah that's that's true yeah yeah so, um, prayers and thoughts out to you know his family um, terrible thing and some we never think about when we pick up our comics that hey there's this guy that does a dangerous job that that delivers these comics but yeah i mean i've and that's the thing like i mean trucking is a i don't know i don't know if any listeners out there know any truckers if you've ever thought about it or seen them out there um yeah it's scary to ride beside them but that job they're doing is uh it's a beast uh, all the males in my family are truckers except for me <laughs> i'm an it guy yeah. So, uh, or I I struggle to be one. I'll put it that way. And um, they're they are amazing to me in their work ethic at that job. Um, it's just so much happens on those roads. Yeah. And my my heart really does go out to those family and friends for that driver. Yeah. I mean, because out of the twenty plus years of me going to that shop, I've never heard of this happening. Which means. Someone has drove a truck that consistently to where we haven't had this happen before. Out yeah. of all these years, they're on those dangerous highways. And, you know, this one-time event, that means these guys are really good at their jobs. And, you know, sometimes it just it doesn't matter how good you are. Crazy stuff happens out there. Yep. And uh, I can't thank them enough. You know, yeah, I, so I just, watch out for your truck drivers and your UPS drivers. And remember... They might have, you know, your stuff on their truck, and, and be nice. <laughs> Don't nice, cause them yeah. any harm. They, they, they got a tough job enough as it is. So. Try to give them signals and don't, you know, cut in front of them too close. You know, be yeah. nice to them. Exactly. Well, so the, because that happened, I was, you know, I'm still catching up on some books here, which is fine. And I saw the Harley Quinn book, almost picked it up last week, but because I, I was a little light on my reading, I saw, I thought... I'm going to pick this up, and I, I didn't have much hope for it. This is a book that was written by, I'm going to say his name wrong, because I say every name. Is it Matt Kind or Kent? I'm going to go with Kent. Let's go with Kent. And if we're wrong, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> or if you prefer pints to Kent's. Right. You know, have and, a pint. And then an artist <laughs> I'm not at all familiar with by the name of Neil Gooch. G-O-O-G-E. Have you heard of him? Neil Goog or Googe? Negative. Okay. And then we got Will Quintana as the colorist. And this, it, it's a little bit of a cartoony style, but I like it because it works for a Harley Quinn book. And, you know, basically for those of you who have been paying attention to what's going on, the heroes are gone and the bad guys have all kind of joined together. But obviously they're having a hard time getting along and, and deciding on, on how to run things in all this chaos. And so Harley Quinn's kind of on the outside of that. She, she loves the fact that um, she can come back to Gotham and there's no Batman and there's no essentially real law enforcement. But this is a time for her to sort of reflect on her past. And um, I know a lot of people are angry that her past has been rewritten but um it works for me in this case uh, most of us are used to the 
uh, the animated series, in which case we were first introduced to Harley Quinn. Was, was that the first time, obviously, you had been introduced to Harley Quinn? Oh, yeah. Okay. And so you were familiar with that um, particular, uh, what do you call it? Um, what's the word? Incarnation? Incarnation, or you know, her, her backstory about her being a host of a television show and the Joker becoming obsessed with it, and we, yeah, we get to where we're at. But this is a different kind of take on this, and they've already sort of rewritten this once uh, with Suicide Squad. I was kind of off of it at that point, but the basic premise is here is, is that Harley had a tough childhood. She was an ignored child. She was very smart, and she lived in a, in a family of mean parents who didn't appreciate her smartness and didn't um have have their didn't really give her any hope to aspire to anything so she buried herself in books um fast forward she becomes a doctor and she starts dealing with criminals and she feels like she's finally found her niche and they have a picture of her talking to two-face a picture of talking to riddler and then of course enter the joker and she feels like she can get a better handle and help the villains better by becoming one of them so what she does is she dresses up like one of them sort of assimilates herself into the insane asylum and and sort of gets in that way. In doing that, obviously this gets her in trouble with her employers. Um, her and the Joker sort of run off and, and destroy the place. And then we basically just get this kind of interesting story about literally most of this comic is about how she chose the pieces of her new outfit, which is weird. Huh. <laughs> That is weird. So, I mean, but among that, there's Matt, Matt Kent is telling a much deeper story. If you really pay attention here, and I, I don't want to completely spoil it, but you, you basically have a sad story of somebody with a rough childhood who made the most of what they were given, but then somewhere along the line, you know, um, sort of fell away and, and um, got into some trouble. And, and she basically in trying to help people that were insane, went insane herself. And that's kind of the basis of the whole story. Yeah, wow. But so, I liked it. It was a different read for me, and it, it was fine. I liked it. So, now, is this, you as a Harley Quinn fan, so it, is this better than what you're used to, or is it is it well enough? I think it's good enough. I, I think it's a... A decent mix of fun, lighthearted Harley, but but sort of the new uh, 52, more vicious Harley. Um, I think they need to really rein it in and, and decide exactly which direction they're going with her. Now, I will say, uh, the last page of this, you would appreciate it. Um, it's her, uh, it's a picture of her in Deadshot. <laughs> and uh, she basically, she did something really bad. She... Just when you think she's sort of a oh, lighthearted, nice Harley, she creates this problem um, with like little handheld. They look like DS devices that all these kids have and oh. basically makes it so when this download happens, they all blow up. Oh, wow. And um, that Dead would definitely kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Deadshot's like, he says, you're like me, Har Har Harley, aimless. The squad, meaning the Suicide Squad, needs us back and I think we need it. You know, we're bullets. Harley, all of us, but a bullet without a target is aimless, useless. And she says, so shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> so him basically saying, 
you know, we're everything's going crazy now. The villains are ruling the world, but you and me, Harley, we need some place to be. And if it's got to be the Suicide Squad, it's got to be the Suicide Squad. At least that gives us some kind of purpose in our lives. So. Wow. So does that make you want to read more Squad, or? It kind of it makes me kind of want to maybe go back to it. They they keep flip flopping writers and artists, so I'm hesitant. Um, right. But that's a book I always am keeping my eye on for for when it gets consistent and steady. Um, so I might go back to it depending on so what they do. It it sounds like from the two books we read it, that DC this is what DC was aiming to do with all of their. It it really for me the opportunity was to give heart to a lot of the villains that I had lost any kind of uh, reverence for any right. kind of, uh, you know, you know, when a villain shows up, you should be like, Oh, yeah. Like I, I lost a lot of that with these guys mm-hmm. and, you know, like with rogues, it really talked about what it meant to be the leader of the rogues. Right. And, and it actually re explained how they, they got their new powers and what, you know, a bad choice that cold had made. And right. why he wasn't the leader at the point, and why he becomes the leader again, and you know, you're talking about Harley, and you know, the childhood, and and how she got to be the crazy maniac that she is, right? You know, while picking out um, designs for her outfit, which sounds very much like her. I mean, you know, she's got to accessorize with murder. <laughs> so I mean, it, that's great. Why, why were we so off the mark on a lot of these? I'm wondering why couldn't they just did, did they not realize how, after all this time, you know, with, you know, so much being put on the villain, I mean, yeah. really, if you look at it, it's always come down to the villain really makes the hero as great, you know, as he can be. If it's right. an amazing villain, then the, the hero is made that much greater. Right. And I just don't. I don't get it to a point. I'm so happy that we've we found some diamonds in the rough. Yeah. It gives me a little hope that this funk that that we're perceiving, maybe not everybody's perceiving with DC, um, it, you know, will clear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hope that. they do. I really, like you said, this this gives me a little bit of hope. And and often, you know, I will. I don't have a whole lot of books on my regular pull list that are DC, but every once in a while. I'll just pick a couple up and some are stinkers, but others kind of leave me going, okay, I, I see that there's some hope here, but this whole villains thing in general has really disrupted the flow. Um, for me, uh, I don't know. When's it even going to be over? Uh, I, I thought it was supposed to be over with this round. Okay. Uh, for the most part, I, th- I know villains. Well, no, I think there's some left because I know for me, uh, there's a continuation going into, this all ends up with uh, them realizing that, you know, it's the realization that Flash is supposedly dead, okay. um, you know, from forever evil. You know, the Justice League's gone. I don't know if that means dead or they're taken somewhere because I didn't read that. I don't want to spoil it because I don't know. Right. But there's supposed to be a book called Rogue's Rebellion, number one. Hmm. And I, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we're going because I thought this wrapped up pretty soon. I know um, the forever evil... Uh, uh, books continue to go on like with issues three and four and i think we're going into like november december with these so Ooh. but but the regular universe continues on somehow and that's where i'm confused yeah that's weird because yeah. most of these people are i'm i'm wanting my batgirl back i'll tell you that yeah 
Um, and Red Lanterns as well. I was wanting uh, Swamp Thing to be back, uh, sort of, uh, to continue on with what I was reading there. And I, I think it is. I think I think 24 comes out this week, so I think we're back. But I, I guess that's what... a, it's a real gripe. Did this need to be an event? Yeah. It's, it's like, could we have just went ahead with the normal series, had these in the middle of it, right. and just popped right back in? Yeah. Instead of making everybody disappear, the whole world's in anarchy, and then somehow they reappear? I don't know. I will admit, this whole show, I've been staring at this Rogues cover. It's mesmerizing. I know a lot of people are complaining about these covers. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, to my uh, bird-like mind, this is shiny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to... I would never... I want to preface that with I would never go out of my way to pay an absurd amount for variant covers. <laughs> nor would I try to collect many different variant covers for one issue. But... A flashy one every now and again doesn't hurt my feelings. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to score this book um, story-wise, you know, an 8.5. And, and same with the art. I really liked the art. This guy, um, this, let me read the name again because I will forget. This Neil Goog or Googe, however you say that. Um, I need has... to see this because it's very animated, you said. Yeah, and he does an excellent job on facial expressions. I think he really nails Harley, and and um, she is a little cartoony, so so this kind of works for her. But but even the last page with uh, Deadshot on it, he draws a really cool Deadshot. So I'm I'm okay with. Does this. it now? Does it say it continues anywhere in the back of your book? Uh, let's see. Let's see. To be continued in Suicide Squad 24, which is a tie-in of Forever Evil. So, Oh, wow. I might have to pick that up see what happens. Hm. Rock and roll. All right. That's confusing. Yeah, it is weird. Like mine, if I want to follow mine, I go to another one-shot, I guess. But it, you're hmm. going back to your series. Right. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, that was our reviews. And now... We shall go into the special feature. And we mentioned last show how we were going to have an uh, all Valiant show. I think we still are going to do that. But um, like I said, I'm behind on some books. I still don't have my Eternal Warrior and I'm missing my Quantum and Woody. And those were the books I really wanted to get into. I know you've got some of the Quantum and Woody. Yeah, I bought, uh, I believe, one and two. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I Archer, not Archer and Armstrong yet. I bought all those. Okay. So, uh, up to date, rather. Not all, but most of. So, uh, I've only read, however, since I'm so far behind in my reading, <laughs> about four of them. Okay. Um, and they continue to entertain immensely. Yeah. And I'm under the impression, like, I think a lot of the comic world right now, that Valiant is on fire. Mm-hmm. I have not heard anyone that's tried any of these say anything uh, too negative, if anything at all, about yeah. them. Yeah. Um, it's been fairly positive, and, and a lot of times you can never – I think the reason why people don't uh, go outright and, and add all these to their poll is because they're hesitant. They've still got their favorites within DC and Marvel. It's going to take somebody a while to – uh, pulled themselves away and i think maybe even a lot of people wanted to see if this whole thing was real you know was this really gonna last um anybody who's read the old valiant can agree that 
while it's good, it's not stellar. Um, the art for me leaves something to be desired, but this new Valiant is a whole different ball game, and the art's tremendous. The stories are fantastic, and they've got some really solid writers right now. The art in Archer and Armstrong is so clean to me. The line work, mm-hmm. like I've seen, I, I in the backs of these digital ones that I have, it's they have like the total ink. Just the you know black and whites, right? And the I'm just I'm it's so clean, yeah. And the, the style just leaves the action there on the page, and I, I and this book is so kung fu beat 'em up at times. It's so perfect, yeah. Like I really really like it. I I had the same experience with with Shadow Man. I picked up the first like eight issues of that because it was on sale. And like Archer and Armstrong, they had the black and whites in the back. And I was, I was like, this, this could be a great book just in black and white. I will say that I yeah, preface with buying the digital ones for 99 cents that, you know, support your local comic shop, please always. Yeah. But when there's a deal for 99 cents, don't scoff at it. Yeah. Well, this, this helped me get into it. And now I'm going back to B&D Comics and going, okay, I want this, this, and this on my list. You know, That's so. correct. Yeah, I'll keep the support. You know, it feeds one hand, washes the other. There. Exactly. You know, because ultimately, so. I don't want these in just digital form. I'm okay to sort of read them and try them out that way, but I want to have them in, in hard copy form. I mean, like, like we said, if digital goes away, we still got our long boxes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. And it's just Digital. nice to have something to hold in your hand that, and, or to pass along to a friend and be like, here, take this real um, piece of matter. And read well, it. and that's the thing, too. Like, if you really love something, it's it's awesome to be able to, like, man, you're holding it in your hand. This is great. Not just like, well, let me pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, like, this is one. And now let me go back to my Facebook and leave me alone. Yeah. You could, like, go, hey, man, check this out while I read this one. Not like, hey, I want to share my browser. <laughs> now, um, <coughs> me. I don't know if you've in- investigated Eternal Warrior, but the reason why I decided to jump aboard that one was purely on a whim, but um, I knew Greg Pak was writing it, and then I read some of my older Eternal Warriors from the 90s and, and kind of realized his place within the Marvel Universe, and I was like, okay, this... Greg Pak's going to be writing this story. Um, I'm curious. I just got to the part in Ar- Archer and Armstrong where he is supposed to cross over. Okay. There's, there's like he's been written into their storyline. Right. Which I, folks, thank you so much for bearing with me. I know I did a horrible job, in my opinion, of explaining Archer and Armstrong. Well, it's confusing. But it's, it's a confusing plot. Take my word for it. It is action packed. They even poked fun at how. Uh, topsy turvy, their plot kind of goes. Right. It's easy to follow with the action. It, I, I just, it's one of those books where I just say, pick it up, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that's the thing with comics, you know, we all want to know what we're getting into. We all want to know the history, but oftentimes that's not going to happen. So the best thing you can do is just pick a book, dive in. If you don't know everything, that's okay. You'll figure it out. If you love a a book that is just straight. Pulp. I mean, this is the essence of comic. Yeah. It, it, you, you have to suspend your disbelief with steel wires <laughs> because it's that crazy a plot. But the action and just how everything happens is so amazing. 
then yes, this book is for you. This is <laughs> this is it. If you're a fan of like the Venture Brothers, I would say just whimsical, crazy cartoons. This is it. Well, I think, um, and I've I've read some Exo Manowar. I've read some Harbinger. Uh, like I said, I've read Shadow Man. I've even read some Archer and Armstrong. So I've I've sampled a little bit of everything. I'm excited about Quantum and Woody. From what I've read, Eternal Warriors more of a just an appreciation of a great great pack for me. I am going to go back and get the uh, Archer and Armstrong trades, however. But I what I like about Valiant is I feel like they're the perfect mix of um. They give you what you want from Image Comics, but also what you sort of have been wanting from DC and Marvel. I think they're they're that perfect uh, mid-range book that way. I I just think they they're putting a product out, they're doing it well, and if they keep on this circuit of doing it well, the only problem they're going to run into mm-hmm. is when uh, new readers want to approach it. Right. But that can be handled so many ways. Please don't reboot every year. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, you know, sell the dollar issues, get right. them caught up. Yeah, get them interested. You know, or have that great jump on story that you write once at a blue moon. Yeah, but and I don't don't, I, don't leave. You know, don't cut out all the heart and just drive that you've given us. Right. You know, to please another audience. And and I don't mean to say that they they took a formula from from each of these companies and just kind of made it. Like, this is purely something its own. This is something that has been its own for a while. Um, back in the 90s but it very much has more of a mature adult slash realistic um, flavor to it but at the same time you're still getting superheroes you're getting tights and capes and fun stuff like that oh and... yeah with Quam and woody you're getting some oh, tights yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, i will say that i both of the books that i've i've test drove well i actually read some uh some bloodshot thanks to our good friend chris lopez yeah i keep reading and... bloodshot Bloodshot was amazing. It's the only one that I have read from Valiant, though, thus far, that's not a buddy book because I've read Archer and Armstrong and now Quantum and Woody. Right. <laughs> and uh, Quantum and Woody, I would I would actually say if you liked uh, – if you were a big fan of Booster Gold and Blue Beetle when Giffen and all the, the greats were doing it, you would love Quantum and Woody. Hmm. It's, it's very uh, cheeky comedy. Right. I would say <laughs> throughout. <laughs> like it's – they kind of beat each other up and as they go, but they're also uh, progressing the plot as they're doing so somehow. <laughs> yeah, and I I'm mean, you get a little it. of that from Archer and Armstrong for a bit, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm sure you'll get it more. But uh, you know, it's a different book in a, in a way of I I could see it shaping up differently, and a little way it feels the same because it's a buddy book, but it's it's different. You'll have to read it and try it. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Yeah. They they've kind of made something for for everybody I think, and I don't know if this was an unconscious thing or or the consciously they tried to say okay well this for people who like these type of books at Marvel here's this book or whatever but because to me like Shadow Man is perfect for people who are into like Justice League Dark and, and um, John Constantine and Swamp Thing kind of stuff you know it's it's dark it's mystical and then. You you got Exo Manowar, which to me is kind of for the people who like Thor a little bit, um, and then you've got Quantum and Woody, who I think would appease you know your Deadpool fans and like yeah. you said your your Booster Gold and that type of thing. So they they cover a lot of bases, and what's what's left to come out for them? It has Ninjak isn't its own book yet, is it? It is. I don't, oh, but gosh. I don't know that it's hit yet. 
Okay. They've still got that. Um, I'm hoping for a Dr. Mirage book. She has made an appearance uh, in, in the Shadow Man comics, but um, for those of you who used to read Valiant, you, you would know Dr. Mirage as a male. This time it's sort of a female. It's sort of a female paranormal investigator kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to think who else is left within that universe. The Hardcores has, has already... Um, crossed over with bloodshot as i understand <laughs> yeah well that it became bloodshot in the hardcore or something okay. like that yeah um now it, it made it last issue and uh i heard it was a pretty good jumping on point actually hmm. and i almost went ahead and jumped on from there but i'm, I'm having to rein it in it's tough yeah and uh arch and armstrong i mean that's the thing quantum and woody and arch and armstrong to me, they're different books, but they're so they cross the streams and they both deliver buddy comedy. They're right. both funny, mm-hmm. and so I might uh, I might go ahead and get, take off the Archer and Armstrong and uh, let you see what you think of Quantum and Woody. We might have to do some swaps with those books as it goes. So. Okay. Cool deal. If you end up liking it, I'm not saying you have to read that. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was good. I just right now my my buddy book itch is filled with Archer and Armstrong for sure. Okay. Well, and then they've got the. Their first real crossover is this unity thing, and I have no idea really what's what that's all about. But I'm terrified of that because of how well they've been doing. And I'm like, it's a crossover. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to stay away from crossovers. So I'm. I, that's not to say I I won't pick it up if it sounds awesome or give it a shot. But um, with DC and Marvel, I'm trying to stay away from crossovers. I'm kind of swearing off those and trying to pick books that are outside the realm of crossovers that aren't affected by crossovers so i'm just worn out from all these events so i am too i'm definitely wanting a break uh my wallet wants a break yeah my time wants a break yeah (laughs) um not that i don't love it i I, you know i sound like oh gosh i'm beaten down no it's amazing it's just um there is such a thing as uh, too much of a good thing however yeah and i feel like uh freaking uh What's his name that fell in the chocolate? <laughs> Augustus Gloop. I yeah. feel like you know, I've been eating comics and I'm just gonna fall in and drown in them. <laughs> and uh, I gotta, I gotta rein it in a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a reevaluation time, and I do this anyways in my comic book collecting. I I get a bunch of books I'm excited about, and then usually six issues, sometimes twelve down the road. I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. I want to try this and. And I know that probably drives them crazy at the shop, but I try to give them fair enough warning. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I think they're understanding to a point, you know. Yeah. Everybody has like, what's this guy doing? And I'm sure I've, I've had my my swerves here and there, and they they might have wanted to maim me, but the the beautiful folks there have not. <laughs> and that's well, that's why I keep coming back. Yeah, it's so. just a different world now. You, I mean, gone are the days of of one artist and, and one um, writer sticking on a book for any more than six issues. And it, that's and frustrating to me. It's, that's it so sad it to me. It yeah. always will be. Yeah. I, I Those teams that stick around and do those amazing runs, I mean, I finished Drax. Oh, you did? The old miniseries. And, oh, my gosh. Like, I, you know, I love our cosmic stuff right now, but right. I still think that the 2008 stuff toured a new one. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's, I, it's just so much better than no offense. I think Bendis is doing a fine job, but my heart holds a special place for that 
2008 Guardians of the Galaxy that I don't think is going to be filled. Did you notice in issue six that Iron Man was wearing uh, Star-Lord's old costume? I did. Did that make you sad? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's back. No, wait, he's talking with Thanos. Who's in his suit? Dang it. Uh, what are they yeah. doing there? I, was was it perfect by any means? I'm getting frustrated. Yeah, I mean, I'm. It's still solid enough to where I'm definitely not taking it off my list, though. I'm close. <laughs> I, I, I. But you're I going love through Rocket the Infinity Raccoon, thing, and they're so. still doing okay with him. Yeah, you're still and going Groot. through Infinity though, so you kind of have to stick. Yeah, I will say Nova. I'm rooting for it, but that one's getting close because of some of the weird things they 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 tend to drop as far as old characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've dropped. I have to wait and see. Because uh, Speedball just showed up, huh. and I almost feel like they dropped the whole I was penance. I almost think they took him back to being a teenager. Right. And I was like, well, could that work? And I'm like, no, there's no way in heck with this time period that they're doing. I'm like, huh. So I don't know. I'll wait and see if they explain that at all. If they don't, I might have to like, cut that loose, because that was a very important time period for me. Right. The whole Civil War was caused by him, uh, you know, his team getting, you know, basically into that fight that exploded a bunch of of people and children and whatnot. <laughs> and so um, they had the registration, and then basically, you know, that started Civil War. Yeah. And he became Penance. He became a really messed up guy for a long time. He was on the Thunderbolts team, and I, when Warren Ellis was writing, it was amazingly disturbing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in Nova right now, they've taken him to basically being, a, he looks like a 13-year-old. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I can hang with that. Yeah. Because the that's sad because that story, I've really enjoyed it. It's reminded me of the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle mm-hmm. a lot. And I can hang with that. But not if you're gonna ditch a lot of what uh, made some of these characters you're trying to trying to intertwine, trying to try to try trying to <laughs> intertwine. Not if you're gonna ditch history like that. I, I can't not to that level. Understandable. Well, we are about out of time. Let's go ahead and plug stashmycomics.com, a cool place to go, great forums. Awesome interviews that I need to be listening to. Yes, (laughs) awesome interviews as well. Um, They have a place where you can organize your comic book collection, and uh, you can do your own reviews, and your reviews show right up there in the front page. That's pretty cool. So, And, of course, our show is there. You can find us at that website, also in the iTunes store under stashmycomics.com, or you can go to apeforcomics.com and uh, chat with us on the Facebook page and find the podcast there. So Come chat with me. I waste too much time on there. Yes, chat with me. Help me, me waste more time. <laughs> <laughs> We're also on the Twitter, you know, the what is it, Twitter slash apeforcomics or something. No, that's not it. That's wrong. I'm telling a lie. I think it's twitter.com slash Matt B podcaster. Yeah, that's it. Tweet, tweet in his ear. I Twitter and, and uh, Neil Facebooks, but um, either way you can find us or email us at info at eight for comics.com. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think of the show. Some things you might like to see any ways we can improve. We're always open to suggestions. I'm needy for it. Tell me <laughs> to shut up or talk more or something. <laughs> And then, of course, our local comic book shop, B and D 
comics.com. They're in Roanoke, Virginia. It's a nice log cabin with lots of comics and lots of nice folks. They take care of us. Can't miss them. Can't miss them. The, the best little log cabin ever. Yep. Like it's you said, got in, unless huge if they had place pancakes. in my heart. Yes. If they had pancakes, that would be excellent. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about that, and she's going to be like, now we've got to have pancakes in the parking lot that does not mix <laughs> with comics ever. Yeah. Maple syrup and comics are bad mix. You'd have to have like a velvet rope and like hose people down and like <laughs> dry them off. All of the vests from Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> be terrible. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and we will catch up with you next week. Have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.